Ho, 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 this is Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, don't you know? And you're listening to the Podcast of Prestige. Ho, ho. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Podcast of Prestige. I am 100% completely dead inside a.k.a. at Tingo Man, manager of the fantasy football team. I am joined by this week's guest, James, a.k.a. at James0470, a.k.a. Plaid Hipsters. James, how you doing, buddy? I got to say, uh, I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but overall, I'm, I'm having a good time. Hey, it's all right, man. I'm doing this week in, week out, just saying whatever stupid thing comes to my head, so don't worry. Love it. It's a it's okay to make a fool of yourself. In fact, I encourage it. Excellent. Then you're going to have a great podcast episode this week. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We've got it. We've got an awesome, awesome episode for you guys today. But just real quick, before we get on into all the football stuff, uh, I wanted to ask you, James, you've got the 0470 at the end of your name. Is that, does that mm-hmm. mean anything? Or is that just because you wanted to be James and it was already taken? Um, yeah, so, uh, my full name is James Johnson and, uh, I know what you're, you're thinking that has got to be the most common white male North American name there ever was. And you're not far off. It's the second most common. And so when I sign up and make accounts for things, they often don't allow me just to be, um, whatever my name is and and oftentimes instead of taking whatever recommendations are often uh i said often a bunch there instead of taking whatever recommendations are given by the service that i'm signing up for typically just put the last four digits of my phone number to make it easy to remember okay all right so yeah and i didn't realize that i needed a fun uh account name like the rest of you guys Ah, oh, no, that's all right. I think, honestly, I'm the only one with an actual creative name. Maybe Andrews, but it's all give right. Me, give me a little background on that. What does yeah. Tingo Man mean? So, um, my, I, I grew up in a religious family, and my parents, particularly my dad and my brother, would go on mission trips to uh, Kenya and Morocco. And while they were there, this family that our church was coordinating with uh, – came to visit us along with another missionary family um, that they had met over there. And they, the other family had a kid that was around my age and Mm -hmm. we, we hit it off pretty well. And she, I forget how this came about, but she called me Tingo and it just kind of, kind of stuck. You know, we wanted to give nicknames to each other because we thought we'd be lifelong friends and didn't exactly pan out that way. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of something I've stuck to um you know on xbox or playstation what have you i'll, I'll have cool. some variation of tingo or tingo hansen um and the sleeper app i this was i created this account like a year or two before our league came into it i've okay. actually been using sleeper for a while so i never actually thought you know it ever come up with any of you guys but yeah that's that's basically where it came from and i then, love it yeah and then plat hipsters uh what what's up with that what what's uh the deal with that name you know i uh i had several different names in the time that i was a part of the fantasy football group um previously i i think i took at least one maybe two year hiatus after just devastating seasons where i really didn't have a lot of control um i worked uh night shift for a long time in the hospital and so uh Matt and Evan and Jackson always conveniently scheduled a draft on a shift that I would work. So I think they got really mad the year that I won and, and tried to screw me over. So um, I had many names through all that time, a lot of football pun names. And this year when they invited me back so graciously, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Evan. Um, the rules were have a clean name so that, if you're going to win, it can be placed on a trophy and um, kids can see it and be fine with it. And I thought, well, I'm probably going to win this year, so I better have a really clean name. Um, and I have a massive beard most of my most of my days. And I thought, 
I love IPA beer. I love whiskey. And those are pretty common hipster tropes. And I thought, how funny would it be if I could have a logo of a really suave bearded man where there's just like a bunch of like flannel involved. And I thought, well, some some buffalo plaid, buffalo trace. <laughs> there's my mind. Plaid hipsters. Oh, nice. Uh, this may sound like a random unrelated question, but I promise it is. Are you are you married or engaged or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I am married. I have been married for uh, six years now. We have two children. Oh, Jesus. Two-month-old two son that was just born um, and, uh, and an almost two-year-old daughter. Oh, well, congrats. The, the reason I asked was because uh, I was going to make a joke about saying, don't ever move to Colorado if you have any hope of getting laid. Because uh, there's a bajillion. <laughs> you basically describe like half my friends up here. Um, but and that's why I, I like it because I don't I don't fit in that trope. I look a lot like it, uh, but I definitely don't like live that lifestyle. But but I could pull it off if I needed a good Halloween costume. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll uh, get off the boring shit, everybody. Sorry about that. We you know we're a little little getting to know each other. You know I I don't know a whole you guys in the league very well, and uh, I don't think you guys know me very well. Uh, but you know. That's that's why I like to do these uh these uh, little AMAs at the beginning of each episode. But at any that's rate, right. yeah, let's get into the let's get into football. You ready for some football, James? Yeah, I do. I do need to. I think we need to congratulate um, Los Angeles one more time. Um, another another solid hit for their city with the Dodgers winning the World Series, and then we can get into football. Okay, yeah. Uh, congrats to the Dodgers. You didn't get cheated out this time. Way to go. Yeah. You Way learned to, to put lids on the trash cans. <laughs> that was actually at the Houston games where they did that. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited for some football, um, especially since the Broncos didn't play last week. They, I, I think the NFL needs to investigate this. There was a Juco team playing in Broncos uniforms against the Chiefs, and, I mean, it went about as well as you expected. So I'm wondering where the sure. average Broncos team is. Um, well, and, and did, did they get the memo that they were supposed to play? Uh, you know, I, th- I think they got it like 30 minutes before the game. Um, well, what are you going to do? They're probably at a bar at that point. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and Melvin Gordon's just like, oh, flea flicker. Oh, shit. Better throw it 80 feet above my quarterback's head. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, everybody. I'm okay. I only have like a giant glass of wine next to me. It's all right. All right. <laughs> They they make crazy straws specifically to reach the bottom of the bottle. If you just want to keep the the whole bottle with you, you can drink it straight from the bottle, huh? Now you can yeah. Actually, you can also order the I think it's the Trianti size from Starbucks. It will legit fit a whole glass of bottle inside of it. Uh, fun fact: I feel like Starbucks. I feel like Starbucks knew that when they created that size. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> all right, but all right. <laughs> I promise everybody, we're getting into football. All right, so it's week eight. We are, you know, at the halfway point of the regular season pretty much. And yep. we got some bye weeks, although this is a pretty light week eight as far as buys go because COVID has swapped around the bye weeks for the Broncos, the mm-hmm. Steelers, and the Ravens. Um, and I think the Patriots were also supposed to be on bye this week. I'm not sure. Yeah, who cares? It's the Patriots. Sorry, Anthony. It's the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whoever. But the teams that are on bye this week, are the Cardinals, the Texas, and the Texans, and the Washington football team? So, as always, if any players from those teams take them out of your lineup, please. This is a money league, after all, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, we don't have any ladies, do we? Maybe, maybe Matt. Uh, no, I'll think, I'll uh, maybe Matt. Matt. On the closet yet? Ah, Josie. Aggressive. All right. Love it. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about some uh, pickups. We are actually able to record this episode on Wednesday. So we actually get to talk about waiver wires this week. I'm, I'm excited. I was a little disappointed. I didn't get to do that last week. So uh, James, who do you think had the most or most interesting or, or best waiver wire pickup this week? Yeah. I'm just going to open this app back up. Can you still hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can still hear you. Good. Uh, okay. While you're getting that loaded and uh, looking over things, I'm sure you'll need a refresher. I'm going to say, uh, uh, Justin, congrats on getting Nelson Aguilar. 
And congrats to Nelson Aguilar for finally being able to catch some balls consistently. Um, I know I'm disrespecting a man who, if I am not mistaken, was on the Eagles Super Bowl 52 roster. Um, so I, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. So congrats, man. That's a, it's a great wide receiver. Hopefully he, uh, is actually consistent this season. Um, other than that, we just kind of have the standard fare, uh, of defenses and, you know, flyer guys. Although I do want to say Evan, man, Traquan Smith. God, I, I, that was a great pick. Oh my God. I had to wear a condom the rest of the day. I was so excited about that. I don't know what was more annoying though. The fact that Evan got to pick him up or the fact that Evan picked him up 37 times in a row and nobody else tried to steal him. Hey, well, first off, Traquan Smith is worth that kind of, that kind of effort. But I had actually, I was actually trying to pick up Traquan Smith, like in the middle of that, just kind of as a funny moment. But, um, didn't have anybody that I wanted to drop. I still had Zeke, so I was uh, still holding on to Tony Pollard. Because I actually thought about, like, should I drop Tony Pollard? I don't know. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in holding on to your handcuffs because I've gotten bit in the butt too many seasons trying to do that. I got to say, trades have caused me the most anxiety this year. Uh, I'm not usually one to trade very aggressively, and the few that I've been a part of have caused an ulcer or two in my in my stomach yeah it, it can be really hard to trade i mean uh the trade i did with that and like he said like he was straight up texting me like weekly for like since the beginning of the season really um so yeah it's 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 i think a big part of it is the permanency of it it's like you make a trade and you're not getting that player back outside of you know collusion or just you know he gets traded to somebody else and they trade him back to you uh, right but it's like, do I really want to lose this player? Um, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, in the trade section since there is a, there's a trade involving myself, so I have an opportunity to kind of talk on my logic with trades. Um, but have you uh, have you found your uh, waiver wire free agent pickup? You know, I gotta say, um, I'm pretty interested in in uh, Kieran picking up Cole Beasley. Oh yeah, he kind of underperformed at the beginning of the season. And uh, did a solid, like, kind of flex position amount of points against Kansas City. Um, I feel like he probably could have done a little better against the Jets, but he's got the Pats next week, and I think this has potential to grow into something good, even though as a Cowboys fan, I'm pretty bitter about Cole Beasley. Uh, as in, like, he got traded or – or no, he, he was a free agent. He left as a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah. he, he – pretty much trash mouth the whole system oh yeah that's right i forgot about that he basically he basically like bad mouth the whole city of dallas as well it was a uh, yeah. kind of not classy but yeah he's fine and the worst part i think is the um the christmas before he he left my parents bought me a cole beasley shirt and i was like oh, oh man <laughs> just just the worst um i like that i like that pickup Looking hell, um, you know Evan getting Josh Kelly. That's a that's a decent pick. Yeah, uh, that Chargers backfield is still a little bit of a mess with Eckler out, as I've yeah. experienced with Justin Jackson on my team. But Joshua Kelly injuries have has been, some potential. Injuries have been interesting this year. Um, I was trying to get some stats before uh, we had this podcast, just trying to compare injury numbers. And I thought, man, this year seems really injury heavy. Heavy, you know. I, you know, everybody's talking. Well, COVID, so there's there's semi injuries with that, where where people are, uh, you know, exposed and they have to be out. Concussions are a little bit high right now. We've got the the lack of preseason that people want to attribute to the amount of injuries. But I went back to the 2019 season. Riddled, just riddled with ACL, MCL tears, concussions, like all over the place. Yeah, most of them minor. I, I mean, the ACL tears are always bad. Last year, so I don't, I don't actually know if we're having more injuries. I think, I think the game is just harder. Yeah, well, and and 
you know, a lot of the injuries that we've had are really high profile and a couple of teams have gotten more impacted than others to the point where it's like they lose half of one side of the ball or, you know, um, key players from both sides of the ball. There are multiple teams that has happened to this season. So I think it becomes, you know, it's it's more forefront in our consciousness. Consciousnesses. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's, I mean, I've only really heard of a couple guys going through concussion protocol this season. Like, I felt like last season was like every week you'd have like three big name players going through concussion protocol. Sure. Yeah. I think potentially the players are getting a little more disciplined about their hits. Yeah. And and probably probably a little more disciplined about receiving a hit. You know, a lot of guys went on concussion protocol after putting their own head down when they were about to get tackled. Yeah, that that could be it. Um, I mean, the off season you got a lot of time to practice that. When um, when the NFL really started ramping up their kind of anti concussion policies and stuff like that. They had a position uh, developed for every team. They're called uh, neurology experts, and they're not necessarily doctors. And I worked um, on a unit in the hospital that was primarily neurosciences, neurosurgery, and neurology focused. And I remember when they came out with this position, I thought, man, I'd love to apply to that. And I looked up, and I found one for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, you it, and it was very clear you didn't need to be a physician. You just needed to prove that you knew concussions very well. And I thought about applying, and I really kind of wish I had. Not that I would have gotten it by any means, but that would have been a fun interview to go to. Yeah, and hey, you never know. I mean, sometimes life just gives you an absurd amount of luck in one particular instance. <laughs> That's really how I got my current job. But. Really? What do you do now? Uh, I work in IT for a real estate company, and it, it was lucky because it was—it's my first IT job. And IT is one of those fields where you have to have experience uh, starting out. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. So you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Like I didn't really know anybody that had positions open, uh, you know, an IT-related position. The company I was currently working for, you know, if I wanted to work in IT for them, I'd have I'd have to move to Kansas City. Um. So it like I ended up applying for a job on LinkedIn and the person from HR messaged me on LinkedIn uh, asking me to go on an interview. I almost ignored the message because it was LinkedIn. And at that point, it was just all like, hey, invest in my business opportunity. You know, it's, it was like basically spam. But yeah, it's was, right. it was crazy. Like LinkedIn of all places. And I was using pretty much every job hunting site out there. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was a, like I said, crazy amount of luck in just one instance. But uh, speaking of luck, well, maybe not luck. Uh, let's move on to some trades. You ready to talk some trades, James? Yep. All right. So the first trade we've got uh, involves Matt and Anthony. Matt gets, or Matt got, how I should say, considering this is on uh, Thursday. Uh, Matt got Jameson Crowder, Darren Waller, and Nick Chubb from Anthony in exchange for Gronk, Debo Samuel, and James Robinson. I like Waller. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Waller, too. And it sucks for Matt that Chubb went down, like, pretty much. Well, was Chubb down at the time of his trade? I, don't, I think he was, actually. Was he? I, I didn't think Matt knew that. Or no, it was down right after. Let's see. He was on the 24th. So... And Chubb went down last week, not this past week. So, yeah, Chubb was already down. But, I mean, he's coming back in a, in a couple of weeks, it looks like. Because it's just a high ankle sprain. But Okay. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think I think this is a really fair trade. I really like Gronk. Darren Waller is also an awesome tight end. Um, I think Debo Samuel, I would consider him a slight upgrade from Jameson Crowder um, just because of situation. But other than that, you know, I, I don't have any complaints about this trade. This is a really great trade. I think it was, yeah. Um, I guess we got to throw out the hashtag Matt Trades Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because like e- even like if Nick Chubb was out when this happened, like Matt had the uh, depth on r- at the running back position to absorb that kind of impact. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones and Josh Jacobs is an RB core that I think half this league would be killing for right now. So that was a good move on his <laughs> part. Yeah. Um, looks like an was this other trade? Oh no, that's the trade oh yeah, the, yep. Oh yeah, and then uh, he Matt was also involved in a three way trade uh, this week as well. Um, so I'm gonna try to break this down as uh, simply as I can. Uh, I really hate these three way trades. I mean, th- I mean they're definitely a fun element of the league, but it's just like I have to go down and break them down and kind of get a little bit of analysis, and it makes my head hurt. Um, but Matt received, yeah. Matt received Aiden, Hayden Hurst and Justin Jefferson. He gave up Darren Waller. Evan got Darren Waller, but he gave up Melvin Gordon and Justin Jefferson. And then Kieran got Melvin Gordon in exchange for Hayden Hurst. It's just wild. Um, I'm looking at it now, trying to wrap my own mind around it. Yeah, I think it's interesting um, that Evan already had a tight end, um, and then he gave up uh, Justin Jefferson, who I, I'm a really big fan of this season. I'm surprised he's doing as well as he is because he's a rookie, and the Vikings offense apparently has been trashed this season. I haven't gone to watch them because they don't have any national games, but that's really surprising. Right. And then Melvin Gordon, you know, um, is a good RB two, um, or m- maybe with the way the Broncos offense is right now, is like a high end RB three with RB with like or like that fringe territory. And he's got he's got some RB one upside, yeah. Um, especially with Lindsey out, but the tight end that Evan had was Darren Fells, so I can understand why he made this trade. Because I mean, Fells, like, why would anybody have him on their roster unless they were desperate? And Darren, I mean, Darren Waller is just a huge, huge upgrade at that position. It really um, helps bolster Evans' team and makes him that much more of a contender. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at Waller's um, snap percentages here. There's only the first week that he's not in the 90s. And so that's just some, that's some workload that's going to produce points with his kind of talent. Yeah, that's a good pickup. Carr throws to uh, Waller a lot, um, and and Gruden schemes Waller open a lot as well. Um, that that's why he's been so great for fantasy. He he just gets a lot of lot of usage because he's a really good player. Um, and I-, I really like when coaches find a, a really good use for their tight ends. You know, when you have superstars like that. They're not just meant to run a slant route or a block. Get, get creative and and really use them. I like when quarterbacks kind of put the tight end as like a second read option instead of like down in the third or fourth. Um, because I think a lot of defenses are ready for a tight end to block. And of course, there'll be an eligible player downfield to catch the ball. But um, they're not often reading how creative tight ends can get with their routes. And I like that. Yeah, and and tight ends tend to be larger players as well because they were historically used more for blocking than for passing. I mean, look at Noah Fant. That dude is massive. Holy crap. Huge. Yeah. He's a monstrous human being. He sticks out like a sore thumb on a field. And can you imagine like trying to block that or trying to take that guy down? That's that's why he's done so well, even though he's on the quarterback carousel. He's you know, he's he's become a really good uh catching tight end and uh, he could just truck through guys. And that's the thing, yeah, taking the hit after the catch. I mean, when a tight end doesn't go down when the first guy who hits him, that's that's a great quality. Yeah. And then on on Kieran's side of this trade, um, I think having Melvin Gordon uh, really helps him out. Although I'm still seeing, oh, yeah, that's I'm trying to look that's at. I'm getting confused. I'm trying to look at Kieran's team. Yeah, so his running backs minus Melvin Gordon are Jonathan Taylor, Chase Edmonds, Chris Carson, Devonta Freeman. Uh, is that J.K. Dobbins? 
And oh, he has Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. Oh, so he actually has a lot of running backs, but he's just injured or on by. That sucks, Kieran. Um, but Melvin Gordon is an awesome addition to that. Uh, so awesome, in fact, that I think uh, later on when his running backs are healthy again, um, he can hang on to Carson and then try to trade uh, one of those other guys for uh, to bolster up one of his other positions. I won't specify which ones, but if I were in Kieran's situation, I would do yeah. half, like, half his roster as running backs. I'd love to have that kind of depth. Good job, Kieran. It, yeah, underrated, it gives underrated, uh, underrated roster management right there. Yeah, that was that was that was nice. Speaking of um, providing depth to your positions, what was it? Matt last week had like sixteen kickers on his team. Um, he had more than one, with which is too many. That's all I know. Does he still have multiple kickers? Let's let's find out here. Where's uh where's Matt's team? I'm only seeing one. Only one kicker. There you go, Matt. You learned your lesson. You you rostered more than one kicker and you were the lowest scoring team or no who <laughs> no, who was it? Second lowest this past week. Yep, he was the second lowest. Wow, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm to- I totally mixed up the scores on that. Yeah, no, Jackson was the lowest scoring team, and then I was the uh, second lowest scoring team, which is why I uh, introduced myself as 100% completely dead inside at failure and fantasy <laughs> and real life. Um, I I want to point out that – oh, never mind. I was, I, I'm correcting myself. I – this week, Evan um, predicted me to win uh, my week eight. And he said it's the first time he's ever voted for me. And I thought he voted for me last week. But you are actually the one who voted for me to win ah. against the – between the two of us. Ah, well, you know, you know, I, I am uh, I am Nostradamus. So I, kinda, I have a knack for it, for guessing it half the time. <laughs> that's and that's that's pretty that's pretty good that's all you have to be right all right so half, half is good <laughs> all right so let's move on uh to the final trade we had this week a bit of a controversy based on league chat reaction so evan and i is this yes yeah, this is the one you're involved yeah in. so evan and i were involved in a trade i gave him ezekiel elliott and dj moore in exchange for Le'Veon bell and chase claypool james give me your honest opinion on this trade don't trigger code. I, I promise you I have a, I have a thick skin, so lay it on me. Um, I, I like it, and I'll tell you why. And I'm also not surprised. Evan has a crush on Zeke and loves to have him on his team. And so you could have offered him Zeke, and he would have given you probably Kyler Murray. And Evan's going to deny it. But I'm pretty confident he would have given him up. He he did send uh, me some uh, very 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 tantalizing offers over the season before I gave it. I will say that. Yeah, Evan. Um, the I think I've only been involved with one, maybe two trades with him this this season. He often sends me a trade, and then butters me up in text for like the next. 35 minutes and usually i'm at work very busy trying to make sure people don't die and i come back and my phone is just blown up and i'm like whoa 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 and half the time in the text he's like offered 16 other players and it's like hold on let me just like read let me read my my reports give me give my predictions and then i'll look but he's a he's he's a salesman just like his father and and that's a good thing to be in this this league um, I I think DJ Moore is a hard one to lose. I think Bell has potential to get some touches, and I think Claypool had one bad game, and and he'll he'll bounce back because he does have Baltimore this week. He's got Dallas next week, and he's going to probably explode. Yeah, I mean when when. 
I think it's fair. I think it's an honestly, I think it's honestly a fair trade. Yeah. And like with, uh, with Bell and Zeke, you know, honestly, it's kind of, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pretty much just tied for point totals the rest of the season. Um, Cause Zeke still has the potential to have, you know, one breakout game this season, but that's all I'm going to give him. The Cowboys are down to the rookie quarterback and their offensive line is in shambles. And the first week when Andy Dalton was the starter, I thought, okay, well, I'll give it one more week. Let's, let's see how this I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, because, you know, maybe he just uh, – you know, Zeke just got stuffed or what have you. I, I don't get to watch a whole lot of Cowboys games. But then against Washington – you know, not that Washington has a bad defense. In fact, they have a very good run defense, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it's a divisional game. Yeah, yeah, Both teams got to pull out all the tricks they have in their hats. And you think the offense needs to run through Zeke. But defenses don't respect Andy Dalton anymore. And, I mean, Zeke's just going to face stacked boxes the rest of the season and just say, oh, hey, Rook. Throw that ball. Go ahead. Do it. You won't. In fact, you have to. Exactly. And so um, Bell, you know, still is in a timeshare, but he has the Jets next week. I think he'll have a big game this week and then kind of be quiet for a couple more weeks. And then it'll just be 50-50, just like having any other player on the Chiefs. But he's on the Chiefs. He's on the Chiefs. He's on a winning team. Andy Reid is smart. He is not dumb-dumb. He knows what a running back is, and he knows how to efficiently use one and creatively use one. And I mean, Bell's—I could see Bell just thriving in this offense. Um, if if he had gone in at the beginning of the season, I mean, he would have been a first-round pick, I think, maybe over Clyde sure. But yeah, I I think uh, Bell's going to make a great addition to that team. And then Chase Claypool—you know—somebody pointed out the challenge. Oh, he he just got negative points, but. Here's the thing. A week or two ago, DeAndre Hopkins. In fact, this past week, DeAndre Hopkins got me five points. If somebody were to pick up DeAndre Hopkins, would somebody go, why would you pick him up? He only got five points. They'd go, oh, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Very well done. Right. And, I, right. you know, it's way too early in Claypool's career to say he's anywhere close to that level. And he probably isn't because DeHop is just generational. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, look at his all of his all of his other weeks. He was a bona fide wide receiver one before that bad game. It's probably gonna knock him down to. Let me look at his ranking right now. Actually, he's probably down wide receiver two range now. Yeah, he's he's wide receiver number thirteen on the year, scoring okay. minus point oh two points last week. So that's yes, yeah, that's a that's a great wide receiver to have on your yeah. team. Yeah, and and for me, like part part of fantasy is having players that excite you on your team, not necessarily players that are just going to do well. Like Jameis Winston when he was on the Buccaneers, you know, he's a good streaming candidate, um, and. Playing him is definitely a smart move depending on the matchup. But Matt and Chris can attest to this. I hate Jameis Winston with a passion. <laughs> I think he's a terrible, terrible, awful human being. And he's just weird on top of that. So Jameis yep. Winston, I think I did it once out of desperation because I really needed to win that week. But I I didn't like it and I, you know, dropped him as soon as I could. But, you know, an important part is having a player that you want to have on your fantasy team. And DJ Moore, you know, of course, is a good wide receiver, and he's going to have a good season this year. But he just doesn't excite me. I'm not excited to have him. You know, it's just more of, okay, here's here's a good option in case anything happens to D-Hop and, and Diggs. But Chase Claypool, I mean, I'm already thinking about, okay, am I going to start a third running back or am I going to start Clay, Claypool? Um you know that that's that's the kind of uh, trouble I like to have with my fantasy team. So that well, and that's a good that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Am I stacking RBs this week, or am I stacking my wide receivers? I think that is 
a fun debate to to have with yourself. Yeah. So that that was uh, my logic behind the trade for anyone that cared or was curious. Which, if you didn't care, why are you listening to this? Why do you think I made this podcast? <laughs> I butter myself up week in week out and say whatever. I- that's right. Without you dumbasses being able to talk back. <laughs> well, and and just so everybody knows, we're both naked. We agreed that we yeah, had this podcast yeah. naked. So just imagine that. Yeah, we're circle jerking out here. <laughs> it's, a li- it's a little d- difficult remote doing it remotely, but we we found a way. Well, they've got you know these really interesting uh, toys coming out of of uh, Japan now. Uh, VR, uh, a lot of fun stuff. So, oh yeah, the sex robots—they're legit sex robots now. Yeah, there's a guy out of California making like a literal multi millions of dollars off of these sex robots. Yeah, it's an actual real thing. But I, I, I wouldn't know. Of course, I don't make enough money to buy a sex robot, so I wouldn't know if it's a thing or not. It definitely doesn't cost four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars minus. <laughs> <laughs> and shipping how much is uh it? it's discrete shipping um it's a uh, it's an extra i i i, I want to say hypothetically if i were to do this hypothetically it'd be 250 dollars extra shipping and it's discrete shipping I, i'm just saying i'm just saying hypothetically i don't actually have a sex robot named sandra up in my room right now <laughs> and and hypothetically uh when you order this is this like an ikea thing where you have to build it when they arrive or are they already fully constructed? Hypothetically, no. Uh, in fact, they orgasm as soon as you open the box. <laughs> Sorry, kids. That was the word orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to learn swear words. Don't tell mom. <laughs> I think Evan's episode covered that one. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. Oh, yeah. We, ha- we still have a... Have our comebacks of the week. Speaking of come, uh, <laughs> <laughs> great segment. Yeah, so, Solid so this week we get to do we get to go back to the normal uh, rules. Uh, this will be a team that w- lost the previous week and is currently projected to lose this week. Um, with the uh, okay. eligible candidates, just so uh, James, you're not having to switch back and forth in the app. That would be Andrew, myself. And Kieran, although Kieran comes with the caveat that he's not currently starting a defense, um, but he is projected to lose currently by around 13 points. So um, he would still probably be projected to lose based off of the defenses that are currently available on the waiver wire. Well, I'm not going to say Kieran because I'm going against him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um. You were one of them, and who's the uh, other? Andrew? Andrew. He is playing Anthony this week. You know, I got to go for the underdog. I want to see Andrew shine. He's got Matt Ryan, who can sling some ball. Um, currently, he's projected to win, but in his lineup, he's got a, a wide receiver on bye. Oh yeah, um, change that out about it evens up just a bit. Yeah, uh, Andrew, just yeah, you know. he's got Deontay Johnson on his bench. So go ahead and start Deontay. Oh, yeah, always questionable. It's questionable, man. CMC, he wasn't he had had some practices, but um, looks like they took the red red jersey off and put him back on IR. Yeah, um, I was really really excited to see him come back. Yeah, well, even if he did start practicing this week, there's no way he'd, he'd be playing tomorrow night. Well, if the, yep. if the team was managed by smart people. He wouldn't be playing tomorrow night, regardless. But yeah, CMC's on on the brink, and yeah, uh, Andrew, buddy, uh, Texans are on by. So uh, Brandon Cooks is uh, still on the Texans. He's not on the Saints anymore. I know it's hard. It's hard for me to come that too. Yeah, that's a tough one for all of us. So yeah, uh, um, so that's that's my pick, Andrew. My pick. Okay, all right. So as much as I'd like to see Andrew win. His starting running back is still James White. So um, that unfortunately is out of the question. There's no way uh, James White breaks off enough uh, for him to have a great week. Um, Kieran, if depending on which defenses start, he starts, I think has a real good shot at this. Um, 
I mean, his, his team just kind of had a, a down week. He went a, and he went up against a very high scoring team. Uh, he's got he's got players that you know are have really really good situations this coming week. Um, although Justin Herbert is playing the Denver defense, um, which as absurdly inept the Broncos offenses this season. People are sleeping on the Broncos defense and they are, in my opinion, I know I'm a homer, but I honestly call them an elite defense. They're very good against the run. They're great at breaking up passes. Shelby Harris is a ball tipping master. I mean, he, he gets up right in quarterback's face and just sticks his hands up and says, nope, that pass is incomplete. Sorry, buddy. Um, and this being a divisional game, I think Fangio is going to go after a rookie quarterback hard. But, you know, Justin Herbert has also had a pretty good season uh, so far. And he and his first game starting was against the Chiefs. Um, so it just kind of depends on, you know, does three, four weeks of extra tape matter all that much? Um, I would like to see myself win, but it would be just uh, – I would jinx myself and it would be absurdly cocky for me to pick myself. So my pick is going to be Kira, even though he's playing you. I'm sorry. That's fine. I I can I can handle it. People have been discounting me all season. That's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. Have, you and have it's the Raiders at least. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I also like my Bucks against the Giants. Although well, I've heard several times on this podcast, defenses and kickers don't matter. Um, I like to think they do. De- defenses more so than kickers. Yeah, kickers are just extremely random. And they're highly dependent on the offenses of their teams, but defenses. I think. Sorry, I think next year we need to change the rules and add punters. We need to we need to get some punters. Add some here. punters. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. So James is eligible to be kicked out of the league. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Not the first time it's happened. Yeah, but like a defense, you know, assuming that their offense is in complete shit. Um, and is, you know, just turning the ball over or the other offense they're playing against is super great at scoring touchdowns. The defense can be a little bit more consistent for you. Like the Buccaneers have actually been a very consistent defense this season. In fact, I'm kicking myself for having dropped them. Uh, I went with the Dolphins for the Jets play and uh, that kind of blew up in my face. But eh, you win some, you lose some. But yeah, it's you know when you're when you're looking at dolphins and jets, they're both they're both pretty hard to compare. Yeah. I, I feel- Speaking of dolphins, there was a there was a really silly rumor going around on the on the Cowboys forums that Cowboys were looking at picking up Fitz Magic. I I mean, is he even available? Honestly, like no, it, it's since been quailed. I I feel like they should though, <laughs> like. I, I would love to see it. I don't know if they can afford him. Yeah. Well, I guess they can if they're not paying. If they're not paying. Dak. Yeah, they're not paying Dak. I, I I forget what kind of deal uh, Dalton signed. Um, it was like a let's see. Uh, Andy Dalton, Dalton Cowboys contract. Honestly, it won't matter. He's got a concussion. Jerry's probably going to screw him over too. Andy Dalton has a one-year deal worth three million, up to seven million total. Three million is guaranteed, so they're paying him a nice. decent amount of money. Yeah, I would. I would probably take a hit to the head like he did last week to get that kind of money. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Especially since you know, at that point, he's just like, "All right, I'll carry a clipboard around. That'll be nice." <laughs> Yeah, I can I can talk to Dak about about his uh, next play. Yeah. It's like uh, they they probably I mean you can't get benched on your birthday if you're already on the bench. Oh, I, I can't man. I can't believe the Bengals did that to him, man. The Bengals just outright disrespected him. They like they didn't even yeah, put out a thanks for all the memories tweet on their social medias. Like it's it's absurd. I really that's dirty. Know. Yeah, the Bengals and the Panthers both fucked them for how they handled their franchise quarterbacks leaving the teams. Especially since one of them, I don't know, took you to a freaking Super Bowl. 
probably could have been more grateful for that, Carolina. And now look at him, suffering from an injured running back. Yeah, but Teddy Bridgewater seems to be uh, working out for him, so. That's true. All right, James, uh, you got anything else you want to uh, you want to talk about football-wise? Um, man, it's been a lot of fun this season. This sounds like I'm, like, dying, but I'm not. <laughs> um, the, uh, the two losses that I have, I think, were well fought. And um, I'm hoping I can continue uh, advancing and, and be a part of the playoffs. All right, perfect. Because it's, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, well, speaking of the playoffs, um, I'm looking through your team here, and they don't have a lot of faith in themselves. I mean, they did do just just amazing jobs last week, but they're, they're, kind of, they're tired, they're downtrodden, they, they don't believe in themselves anymore. The media's just just not letting them enjoy the victory. James, would you like to yeah. give your team a pep talk? Absolutely. All right. Um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start from the bottom. We're gonna start with this defense here. All right, Bucks. Got the Giants. It's gonna be a Monday night game. Monday night football. Time to bring back the magic. Let's crush them. You're gonna. You're gonna get sacks. You're gonna get fumbles. You're gonna get interceptions, and you're gonna outscore your predicted points. Um, let's see. Butker, Kansas City kicker. Gotta love you. Going against the Jets. I'm I'm going to predict that they're gonna give you a lot of opportunity, whether that be through PATs or field goals, and you're gonna you're gonna shine with that golden foot of yours. Calvin Ridley, gotta love you. Wide receiver number one. Just wish uh we could get a few wins under our belt. And uh, I'd love to see you shine more. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna out, out, outplay these these previous weeks. I'm looking at, we got some twenties up in here. It's time to get those twenty points back up. And my new guy, Richard Rogers. Welcome to my tight end position. Uh, you're going against Dallas. I've got all the faith in in the world that you're going to get a lot of playing time, a lot of points off of off of that Dallas D. We've got Allen Robinson next. You know. He seems to be was questionable every single every other week or so. He's on concussion protocol. I'm not worried about him whatsoever. You just got to shake his head off. Going against New Orleans, you're gonna you're gonna tuck that ball in tight. You're gonna run them run them up. Robbie Anderson getting that work, shining. Welcome to me. Welcome to my team. Got you off of Evan. It was a great trade for me. You've produced. You've given me numbers. You've given me depth. I've been proud of you though, so far going to continue shining kareem hunt going against las vegas i'm looking at this 99 percent rostered 95 percent start who's that five percent not starting you idiots i'd love to see their team because they're probably well stacked mckinnon you're doing well who are you going against this week we got seattle it's gonna be tough it'll be okay didn't have a great week last week but um you gotta you gotta fill in the spot Mixon's, Mixon's out, so you got to fill that in. And then Lamar, coming off a bye, had plenty of R&R for Lamar. He's going to outshine Pittsburgh. He's going he's gonna to show his magic. People have been doubting him all season. He's still producing. He's still going to be a quality quarterback. All right. I, th- I, think, I think they're uh, starting to dance a little bit. They're feeling good. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. This has been a great episode. Anything you want to close out on before we uh, end the episode? Yeah, I want to hear your pep. Oh, you you want me to give my team pep talk? All right, all right. Yeah, let's do all it. right. So, uh, I'll, I will start from the bottom as well. I got the Titans defense. Gotta love them, man. It's an that's an awesome strong choice. That's an awesome, awesome defense, and they're playing Cincinnati, so uh, we'll we'll get to see uh, Burrow get punished a little bit. Will Lutz, uh, you know, every every time the Saints have a bye, Will Lutz gets dropped. And it also, honestly surprises me because Will Lutz is the one kicker, the one kicker that I would keep on my roster if he were on a bye week. I, him and uh, maybe Booker as well. Um, just uh, in a good situation, he's a great kicker as well. 
you know, Miles Gaskin, the gas can. People disrespect this guy, but you know what? He's a rookie. It's fine. He's got some growing pains. He had Fitz Magic behind him. Now he's got Tua. So I think Gaskin's going to have an awesome season, and he's going up against the Rams, which, uh, I mean, the Rams are just so overrated. Then we overrated. Overrated. Then we got Mark Andrews. He had a bit of a disappointing week before he went on by, but he's back. He's playing the Steelers, so he's probably going to be blocking a lot. But, you know, I, what am I going to do? Start Jimmy Grandpa again? No, not happening, kids. And then we got <laughs> Stefan Diggs. And why is New England rated as a top matchup against this? Their defense is trash this season. No, I'm just kidding. Their defense is actually okay. They're not as good as they used to be. But everybody was saying, oh, what do we do? He's got a new quarterback. He's in a new team. He's a diva. He's going to be demanding all the touches. Well, suck it. He's not. Actually, he is still a diva and still is demanding a lot of touches. But that's why I love he's digging it for me. And then we got Chase Claypool. Chase, welcome to the team. I hope you're ready to pull together some points. Man, yeah. love it. Devin Singletary. I, it was disappointing to not see you do well against the Jets. Uh, it seems like Adam Gase finally decided to uh, call some actual plays. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're still a good guy. You haven't gotten any scandals, and that's why I love you, baby. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Welcome. Welcome to the team. You get to go up against your current teammate, but it's okay because you guys are playing the Jets. And you know who also used to play for the Jets? Yourself. And I'm calling a revenge game. And, I mean, you got Boom. you got Patrick Mahomes and so many other weapons around you. Defenses aren't going to have time to try and stop you. So, Le'Veon, welcome to the team. Can't wait to see what you do. And then Ryan Tannehill. I finally get to start you. Yeah, man, it's such a shame what happened to you while you were on the Dolphins. You just were not in a situation where you could be good, where you could be yourself, where you could be the God that we know you are. And then you come to Tennessee to a guy who knows what he's doing and you blossom into a beautiful quarterback butterfly here to grant fantasy points to all the teams that are mine. So Ryan, I can't wait to see a beat up on Cincinnati. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Well, James, thank you again for coming on the show. And I hope you guys had an awesome time listening to the show. We will see you guys next time on the podcast of Prestige.